0: to Commending and Contending, it's a podcast of the Gospel Coalition Australia. I'm your host, Jonathan Holt. The Gospel Coalition Australia exists to encourage and assist Australian Christians to remain convinced the truth and power of the gospel, to commend and contend for the gospel in our lives and ministries, and to foster connections between ministries, churches, and individuals so that we can most effectively advance the gospel in Australia. Joining me on today's episode is Alana Glover. G'day, Alana. Thanks for being with me.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, my guess is uh, a lot of our listeners may have heard you sing uh, uh, in some of the EMU music productions, but maybe they've never met you. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, I do work for EMU music uh, now, and I have for um, coming up to 10 years uh, soon um, but, yeah, I grew up in a Christian home. I was a missionary kid overseas. I'm passionate about cross-cultural ministry. Um, I studied music. I studied theology. I worked in churches as, as a music director in the past. Um, and I'm married uh, with two kids and one on the way very soon. So, yeah, busy life.
0: <laughs> Sounds really busy. Uh, in the midst of all that busyness, how has God been encouraging you recently?
1: Yeah, I have been through a real season of change recently. I think a lot of us have experienced uh, instability um, in our lives uh, since the pandemic. Um, and that has has really been uh, kind of a characteristic of my life in the last two years. I moved from England to Australia in the middle of COVID. Um, eight months pregnant with my second and uh, there was just a lot of unexpected uh, change in my life in that time and I've just been struck so much by how God sustains us through that and works things um, for our good and sometimes that good isn't what we expected it to be, um, but we can see looking back on it that he was shaping us uh, more and more into the likeness of his son through it. Um, so, yeah, I've just had so many different places. I've called home in the last two years um, and so, so many things that were unexpected. And I've been so thankful that God is consistent through that. Um, yeah. And I, I think a result of that time is that I love him more. And how great is that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's a marvelous outcome uh, from what seems like a lot of instability. But in fact, the rock and the refuge has been unshakable the whole time. For Christians, the singing is often and very much a part of our time together, uh, and uh, Christian music is a significant part of your life. How do you see uh, the way that we sing and the way that music works influence how we then commend the gospel in our lives?
1: Well, I believe that singing together is a word ministry. So we know from Colossians 3.16 that we're to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly as we teach and admonish one another, Um, singing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs together in our hearts with thanksgiving to God. So um, thinking of singing as a word ministry um, really helps us see how God uses that uh, to shape his people Um, to move the gospel from uh, their head to their hearts um, and to help us be able to respond to God uh, in times of singing. Um, It's such a beautiful picture of unity, isn't it, when God's people gather um, and then even more so when they sing together, that they're creating kind of one voice um, of singing to God. Um, And hopefully that singing is made up of the Word of Christ. Is made up of the truths of the Gospel, um, and that that is actually working really powerfully, transformatively in people's hearts as they sing. Um, and lots of people don't think of singing as a word ministry. They think of it as a response ministry, or you know, my time of being able to worship God, um, rather than thinking about the the content of those lyrics being the gospel and being god's truth and that as they sing that's actually changing their hearts so that's such a, a powerful way of seeing singing and i think if we all saw it that way we might value it even more than we do already
0: yeah now you say that um, music and singing together can change our hearts How does that work? Um, Why is it, do you think, that music can be this thing that actually is part of God's transformation of us?
1: Yeah, I like to think of it in this kind of three arrows are happening when we sing. Um, So firstly, this this downward arrow from God, God gives us his spirit, God gives us his word, Um, he's given that to us as a gift. And then as we sing together, The Holy Spirit is at work within us. And we are singing that word that he has given us to one another. So a really horizontal aspect of a a word ministry happening. Um, And then all of us collectively are responding to God. So then like this upward vertical arrow um, with thanksgiving in our hearts. Um, So God gives us his word. We sing that word to one another and we respond to him in thanks and praise. I think that's such a cool picture
0: yeah that's such a great picture and and the fact that we're engaged in that work alongside God's spirit means that we do remind ourselves uh, and speak those words to one another uh, and you know to ourselves
1: yeah have you ever
0: found that there's been a moment where God has been doing that exact transformation on you that that as the professional singer, as the one who's kind of up the front leading people, God was actually, you weren't just doing a job, God was actually working on you too?
1: Oh, definitely. Every time I get up and lead, um, there, there's something happening in my heart. It's, it's not just me, you know, serving other people. Um, and even when I'm, I'm standing in the congregation, I think one way that I like to think of this that's really helpful is this idea of, of preference and deference. So um, we all have our preferences when it comes to kind of the music that we like, the types of lyrics that really resonate with us. And we can we can approach singing like a, a consumer, like what am I going to get out of this? Um, But actually, if we think about that horizontal um, thing that's happening, we actually want to defer to the needs of others around us. So when I get up to lead, often I'm asked to lead a song that I don't really like. (laughs) And so how do I sing that with conviction? How do I sing that in a way where I am still authentically passionate about the words in that song that I don't warm to? Well, I think about others. I think about how God is going to use that song to transform other people's hearts in the congregation. Um, and then I have a, such a renewed joy for singing that song as my brothers and sisters in Christ are built up. But also just, you know, the everyday grind of life, it can be really hard to get up and throw yourself into um singing God's praises and engaging with those truths. And often my quick prayer, um, I, there's sometimes really long prayers, but often there's just a really quick prayer before I get up of God, please would you minister these truths to my heart as well as I lead these because I need them too. And that can be really helpful because I don't always feel like doing it. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> that sounds really helpful. And actually I, I was just thinking, in a way, some of what you said there might help uh, the people for whom music is just not a, a, a natural kind of zone. They don't they don't feel like they've got a good singing voice. They can't pick tunes. Uh, they can't yeah. hear the difference, um, and so they're often very self conscious about it. How how would you encourage those amongst us who aren't as musical as you to really see how we're serving others in that singing moment?
1: Yeah. Well hopefully your your experience of your church family is that it's a safe place and that we can be vulnerable with one another and and it is you can feel really exposed and vulnerable uh, opening your mouth and singing and being a little bit scared that it will come out wrong. Um but really if we are thinking about this idea of it being you know singing with and for our brothers and sisters in Christ um then be encouraged to, to go for it and know that that will be an encouragement to those around you. Because um, yeah, a congregation that just doesn't open their mouths and sing, they're missing out on so much. Um, so yeah, take that brave step.
0: <laughs> uh, and for those people maybe who are super musical uh, uh, what what sort of traps can we fall into uh, when it comes to getting music right at church and making it as good as it can be?
1: One of the primary things that Amy music is concerned about is teaching and training those who are serving their congregations from the front, week in and week out, um, those who are on the roster to serve their congregation. They're often coming to it having learned their instruments You know, in the secular world, they've done their grades or they've learnt guitar in a bedroom or rock band. And they're bringing all of those skills together in a way that you don't really ever do in the secular world. Um, And our whole goal shifts the minute we are there to serve the congregation and therefore to serve God. Um, our whole goal shifts in the way that we play our instruments, uh, in the choices that we make musically, because instead of it being about us sounding good as musicians, it is primarily or only about helping the congregation to sing. So that will mean that I have to you know, lay down my skills and always ask, how can I use them to help the congregation to sing? And that will have massive impacts on the way that I play as a musician in church. Yeah.
0: So Elena, is there a resource at the gospel coalition Australia website you'd like us to go and have a look at?
1: Yeah, I was having a look through um, the articles and I loved the one on learning to lament. I think that is um, a skill that uh, many Christians need to work at um, and we're a little bit afraid of, um, maybe we're afraid of the emotion. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, I oversaw uh, a Lament album. And so a lot of the same psalms that were mentioned in this article uh, are ones that we've put to music. Uh, so it was really encouraging to read um, ab- about the importance of learning to lament, um, and being guided through how to do that in our hard moments. Uh, and then maybe you can pair that with the some of the songs that we've written on some of those same psalms um, to help it, yeah, move again from the head to the heart.
0: Yeah. And as you were working on that album, were there particular things about lament that God showed you that were just really helpful as you spent that time investing in songs of lament?
1: Hmm. I think as I worked my way through those Psalms, I mean, what we notice over and over again is that um, there's such honesty um, in the expression of what is difficult that I think I shy away from in my own prayer life, um, in my own walk with God. um, I I feel hesitant to be that honest about the things that I'm struggling with, with my doubts, uh, with my fears, I want to kind of polish them before I come to God. Um, And that's just not how he wants us to come to him. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we were writing those songs particularly for congregations to sing. So thinking about how we can kind of collectively lament and do that together in a way that feels both vulnerable but also um, safe enough that people feel like they can sing it with one another. Um, And even just that album came out a couple of years ago, but even just this last weekend um, had a girl reach out and say that um, those songs helped those psalms really come alive for her and helped her to lament uh, through some really difficult times. Um, And this article had a similar impact on me. So, yeah.
0: Well, Anna, thanks so much for joining me on today's episode.
1: Oh, pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: This podcast is made by the Gospel Coalition Australia. You can help us by sharing the episode uh, with people at church, your friends, Hope's a Bible study group, and by going to our website and making a donation to TGCA so we can grow the networks of Australian voices speaking the gospel to Australians.